Coming up next on the Passion Struck Podcast, smartphones are helpful and when used correctly, have their purpose. Right now, you're likely listening to this podcast on your smartphone, but they also have the potential to negatively impact our lives and our human connection. Welcome to Passion Struck. Hi, I'm your host, John R. Miles, and on the show, we decipher the secrets, tips, and guidance of the world's most inspiring people and turn their wisdom into practical advice for you and those around you. Our mission is to help you unlock the power of intentionality so that you can become the best version of yourself. If you're new to the show, I offer advice and answer listener questions on Fridays. We have long form interviews the rest of the week with guests ranging from astronauts to authors, CEOs, creators, innovators, scientists, military leaders, visionaries, and athletes. Now, let's go out there and become passion struck. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Momentum Friday in episode 205 of the Passion Struck podcast, recently ranked as one of the top 50 most inspirational podcasts of 2022. And thank you to each and every one of you who come back weekly to listen and learn how to live better, be better, and impact the world. And if you're new to the show, thank you so much for being here. And if you're not familiar with us, you can also watch these videos on our YouTube channel at John R. Miles, where we have over 400 different videos, both long-form content like today's episode, as well as exclusive content that you will only find there. Please go check it out and subscribe. In case you missed my episodes from earlier this week, they featured Dr. Dolly Chug, who's a professor at NYU, a New York Times bestselling author, and we discuss her new book, A More Just Future, which just released this week. I also had on Dr. Nate Zinzer, who's a performance expert at West Point, and we also discuss his bestselling book, The Confident Mind. Please go and check them both out. I also wanted to acknowledge our fan of the week, David Mead, who writes, wow, must listen. John Miles is one of the most insightful, vulnerable, and humble speakers in this day and age. Listening to his podcast each week gives me the tools for creating behavioral change and self-growth. He and his guests provide amazing tools that make me better, as well as becoming a better partner and parent. He has the deepest and most empowering things to say, including the way he interviews and gets the best from all his guests on the show. David, thank you so much for that heartfelt review. They go such a long way in helping us grow this community and increase our popularity on Apple and Spotify. And thank you to all of you who come back and rate the show and give us reviews. It means so much. Now let's talk about today's episode. You're waiting for an elevator. The doors slide open. You enter and they close. As the elevator begins its descent, you notice that another person is in the elevator taking this ride with you. The silence soon grows uncomfortable. Pop quiz. What's your go-to move? A. Stare blankly ahead. B. Initiate a vocal greeting. C. Get on your smartphone. D. Briefly look over to the other person and make eye contact. If your answer is C, you're like most of us. Our attention is always on our smartphones and glued to the digital world. We have become a society where we avoid real conversation, or even eye contact with other people. And technology and the applications it powers makes it easier than ever to avoid human-to-human contact with anyone. In fact, a 2019 study found that when we meet people in public places, our phones can thwart us 
from even exchanging brief smiles. Because technology is becoming ubiquitous and entwined in our modern existence, we are losing our ability to have profound, spontaneous conversations with others who are around us. This is changing the nature of our social interactions in alarming ways. The social effects of our smartphones are altering the role of conversation in our everyday lives, impacting our capacity for empathy, introspection, creativity, and intimacy. In today's episode, I will explore why smartphones and digital addiction are killing conversations, as well as human-to-human connections that we need to feel fulfilled. I'll start by talking about a personal experience that I had earlier today. I will then discuss why smartphones are negatively impacting our connections in five ways that you can break free from digital addiction. Thank you for choosing PassionStruck and choosing me to be your host and guide on your journey creating an intentional life. Now, let that journey begin. Get ready to supercharge your hiring experience with Indeed, our fantastic partner. We at PassionStruck are all about seeking smarter, more efficient ways to do things, and Indeed perfectly aligns with this philosophy when it comes to hiring. It's more than just a job site. It's a comprehensive platform that revolutionizes the way you find the perfect candidates. With its powerful matching engine and over 350 million global monthly visitors, Indeed streamlines the hiring process, bringing top talent straight to you. No more sifting through endless unqualified resumes. Indeed does the heavy lifting just for you. And what I love about Indeed is its ability to centralize all your hiring activities. From scheduling interviews and screening applicants to messaging candidates, it's all in one place. During my career, I've hired thousands of employees and I only wish I had Indeed's efficiency and speed back then. And here's a fact that absolutely blows my mind. 93% of employers... According to a recent survey, saying Indeed delivers the best quality matches over other job sites. That's quality and speed hand in hand. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit. To get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash PassionStruck, just go to Indeed.com slash PassionStruck right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash PassionStruck. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know all those discount codes are difficult to remember, so we put them all at passionstruck.com slash deals. Now, back to Passionstruck. Earlier this morning, I stopped by a coffee shop. I had just completed a fantastic, energizing 6 a.m. spin class and was still covered in sweat. Forgive me. I love to get in these early morning workouts because I start the day full of new ideas and an intentional desire to do substantial work after I shower, of course, and a passion for helping people via my minor contributions. As I stood in line to get the coffee, I dreamt up an exciting new concept for a solo episode. After receiving my coffee, I sat at a nearby table to check my emails. As I did so, I noticed a young man sitting at a table nearby. He was dressed as a typical entrepreneur with a t-shirt, a pair of shorts. We live in Florida, so it's still hot here, as well as what we all wear in Florida flip-flops. But instead of working on his computer or phone, he was reading a book by Robin Sharma, who just happens to be one of my favorite authors. I found it very intriguing, and so I said good morning. He looked up and was gracious enough to respond back the same. I told him I had just recently finished reading The Everyday Hero Manifesto that he was reading. I also told him I had the privilege of interviewing Robin Sharma about 
about it a couple weeks ago for an upcoming episode of the podcast. His face lit up and we spoke. He told me how much he enjoyed reading Robin Sharma and how much Robin's advice impacted his life. He asked me about Robin's influence on my life, and we ended up discussing what Robin and I cover in our interview. He then spoke about his trials and tribulations growing up as a young man in this fast-paced digital world that surrounds us. I told him I also had a son approximately his age who was struggling with many of the same things that are impacting him. The young man then went on to speak about his family and shared some of his early entrepreneurial disappointments as well as his resolve to succeed. I told him that I've been coaching entrepreneurs for over two decades, including the founders of now three unicorns, and gave him my brief history. We talked for another few minutes about the trials and tribulations that go hand in hand with starting any new business, the joys that come with success, and the need for grit and staying the course through the valleys that come along with its peaks. Initially, I'm embarrassed to say I almost didn't speak with him. I sensed that he was just another overly confident, arrogant, and conceited young man who thought he already knew more than me. But looking back at myself when I was his age, I also possessed many of these same traits. And in this case, my initial gut reaction proved to absolutely be false. All I know is that I must not judge someone by their appearance, and I must put down my phone more often to have conversations with others who will help me to improve. So how does that story relate to you, the listener? I recently came across a term that I've never heard before called fubbing, a portmanteau of the words phone and snubbing. If you're out with a friend or your kids or your partner and they continuously reply to messages, phone calls, or emails, you are being fubbed. Although being on your phone may seem benign, it can negatively impact your relationships with others because it's your quality time. And the real problem is you don't even realize it's happening. In some ways, our devices were made to foster and maintain relationships. They help you find friendships, let people connect with distant family and friends, and even allow you to find your match. Still, the usage and mere presence of a smartphone during in-person exchanges can reduce the quality of those moments. When someone is fubbing in your presence, the subconscious message that you are receiving is that their priorities on their smartphones are more important than you. So how do these smartphones affect our human connection? Geneva Brown, a psychologist who studies the risks of technology on relationships, said, smartphones allow us to be connected to our loved ones easily through texts and phone calls. But sometimes when they intrude on our face-to-face conversations, it can be a problem. Brown's analysis, published in the journal Emerging Adulthood in 2016, revealed when friends use their smartphones longer, it lessened the quality of their interactions. Her study discovered that all parties had poorer interactions when they were on their smartphone regardless of how close they were as friends. Another recent U.S. study published in the Journal of Human Behavior and Emerging Technologies had a similar finding. The research discovered that people felt distant from their conversation partner when that other party was on their smartphone for an unimportant reason, such as messaging friends compared to a critical situation like a work emergency. In other words, when you are constantly engaging with your phone, you cease engaging with those that you are with, which in turn harms the quality of your relationships. It tells the other person that your mail, a message, or call is more important than they are and takes precedence over them. And that in turn 
makes the other person feel insignificant. A 2015 study found that smartphone notifications alone impacted performance on attention-demanding tasks. This event occurred even when the parties didn't directly interact with their device during the assignment. Good conversation and connection on what is occupying your time beat interacting digitally every time. When we dialogue in person, we engage with the other person, building lasting relationships. It also ensures that what you say to the other person isn't misinterpreted. Why? The reason is straightforward. When you interact with someone face-to-face, you can clearly articulate your ideas and lessen the risk of misinterpretation. On the other hand, smartphones impact human connection because they prevent the other person from seeing your nonverbal behavior. Using them means not giving your undivided attention and being fully present, which is the most potent expression of affection, as well as respect in a relationship. Those who you care about should not have to compete with your devices for attention. When it comes to fubbing, your smartphones are ruining your relationships. You are effectively concentrating on something virtual instead of real and destroying real-life bonds. We'll be right back to the Passion Struck Podcast. When it comes to your health and longevity, you hold nothing back. You understand what it means to push harder, reach farther, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed, recovery, and optimize your health for the long run. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real-time recovery pro tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. And for a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash passionstruck. That's insidetracker.com forward slash passionstruck. Please support those who support the show and make it free for our listeners. Advertiser deals and discount codes are in one convenient place at passionstruck.com. Back to the Passionstruck podcast. So now that we've covered what fubbing is and how smartphones are impacting our human-to-human connection, I want to introduce a smartphone addiction quiz to help you see if you are actually addicted to your smartphone. Did you realize that the average user of a smartphone touches their phone 2,617 times a day? You heard that right, 2,617 times, equating to over three hours on their phone daily. So you may be wondering, are you a master of your smartphone or is it mastering you? I'm going to go through 10 statements and I want you to answer them as honestly as possible. When you receive a new message alert, your natural inclination is to check your phone immediately. You keep your smartphone by your side at all times. You communicate with your friends or family members using your device, even if you are in the same place, such as a home, restaurant, bar, movie theater. You have an urge to check your device constantly. You bring your smartphone to meals with you and often place it on the table in front of you. You take your smartphone with you into the bathroom or locker room. You have an impulse to respond to messages you receive while you're driving. On occasions like concerts, weddings, or other events, you constantly want to be on your phone instead of enjoying the moment. You check your phone while doing mundane tasks or the second that you are alone. You feel anxious when you can't get to your phone 
or find it. So now grade yourself. How many out of those 10 did you score? The higher the score, the more addicted you are to your phone. One of the telltale signs of any addiction is maintaining obsessive behavior, even when that behavior causes severe negative consequences. Research has revealed that people who overuse smartphones experience psychological and physiological health issues, including depression, anxiety, sleep problems, conflicts in relationships, increased obesity, and subpar work or academic performance. So how do you break free from this addiction and focus more on human-to-human connection? I believe the journey ahead is one where interaction is not done without technology, but is learning how to live in better harmony with it. Smartphones are helpful, and when used correctly, have their purpose. Right now, you're probably listening to this podcast on your smartphone. But as I have discussed throughout this episode, they also have the potential to negatively impact your life and human connection. So how do you maintain smartphone usage in alignment with the life that you want to foster and the relationships that you would like to build? Here is a list of five different ways that I have used and have also learned from others. The first is no smartphone occasions. An initial step could include setting aside what I call no technology occasions. These are times of gatherings, such as a meal, time spent in a car, family gatherings, or having coffee with a friend. Make these device-free and set aside for dialogue and connection. Second, set aside one day a week. This is by far the most common approach I have used and seen others employ who have taken intentional steps to constrain their smartphone usage habit. Select one day a week, usually a weekend, and leave your phone on the charger. That's it. Make a habit of it. Third, don't charge your phone where you sleep. One of the most common pieces of advice that I hear from sleep experts who've been on this show is that if you want better sleep, don't charge your phone in your room. Want to get your kids off their smartphones? Don't allow them to charge their phones in their rooms either. Many of the adverse effects of overuse, such as insufficient sleep, hindered connection, and intimacy, can be stopped by placing your phone outside of your bedroom. This is something that I do, and it's made a huge difference. Fourth, employ a screen fast. Just like intermittent fasting, taking a screen fast is an effective way to alter your habits. How long you decide to ultimately screen fast depends entirely on your frequency of use. I started mine with a 16-hour fast to mirror the typical fasting that I do as part of my health and wellness routine. This might not be practical if you have to work, but the idea here is to achieve as much avoidance as possible. Fifth, create rules around your daily use. If you're unable to do the screen fast, another trick that I have used that is less stringent is to distance yourself from your phone daily. What has worked for me is to try to not use my phone when I first start my day or after my workday is complete. This means putting your phone in a place that is out of eyesight, like putting it in a box during mealtime. The simple premise here is that if you permit your phone to be with you in all that you do, you will be drawn to it. However, if you can't physically get to it, you will not use it. Brian Solis, a best-selling author and expert in digital anthropology, said, Breaking away from digital addiction requires recognizing what truly matters to you, your passions, your relationships, your creative self. When you engage with your family and friends, and all you do is constantly reach 
reach for your phone, you miss out on the kinds of conversations where empathy is created and real intimacy blossoms. So allow for those human moments. Accept that life is not a steady feed and learn to savor the pace of conversation for empathy, community, and creativity. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I wanted to thank everyone who wrote in this week, and especially those who came today to listen to this episode. I hope it served you well. A link to the transcript will be in the show notes on passionstruck.com. Please go check out our YouTube channel, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, at John R. Miles. And if you would like to introduce this to someone new, a friend or family member, we have episode starter packs, both at passionstruck.com slash starter packs, as well as on Spotify. And these are collections of our fans' favorite episodes that we organize into convenient topics to give any new listener a great way to get acquainted to everything we do here on the show. Advertiser deals and discount codes are in one convenient place at passionstruck.com slash deals. Please consider supporting those who support the show and make it free for our listeners. I am at John R. Miles, both on Instagram and Twitter, and you can also find me on LinkedIn. You're about to hear a preview of the Passion Strike podcast interview I did with Professor Jeremy Utley, who is one of the world's leading experts on innovation and director of executive education at Stanford's renowned Hasso Plattner Institute of Design, otherwise known as the D School. And we discuss his new book, which releases next week, Ideal Flow the only business metric that matters. And then there's one to infinity people, people who can take the thing that they come up with and they can turn it into something great. And I fundamentally disagree with that premise. And I've said so publicly, actually, because there's really two reasons I disagree. The first reason is cognitive. And the second reason is empirical. Let's put it that way. So cognitively, The reason I disagree with the zero to one premise is that premise is there's some people who start with nothing and then they get to something. And the truth is nobody starts with nothing. Remember, we rise by lifting others. So share the show with those that you love and care about. And if you found today's episode useful and you know someone who is struggling with digital addiction, please share it with someone who can use that advice that I gave here today. In the meantime, do your best to apply what you hear on the show so that you can live what you listen. And until next time, live life passion struck.